my disorderly people. Hi, everybody. Hi. How's How it going? You? Hi, Darren. Uh, we went How you from, done from two episodes in the same room to now, once again, miles and miles apart. <laughs> I know, it's kind of sad. I know. when I we friends. Right? When we left each other, you texted me and you were like, wait, I'm kind of sad. And I was like, I know. When I like didn't think I was going to get sad because I had Zane with me. So it wasn't like I was just like totally alone when I left. But um, when... I got out of your car when you dropped us off at the airport. I literally had like, I was just like, la la la. And then I just had like the sinking in my like heart where I was like, oh no, I'm leaving Annika. <laughs> I know. I drove away and I was like, I'm like, I have all these emotions and I don't know how to deal with them. And I'm like, I think I'm really sad. <laughs> right. And it was like the beginning of the work week too. So you're like thinking about that and you're just like, wait, wait, I think I'm sad. <laughs> and we had a rough drive to the airport. We were like laughing because like, well, the first time was Nicole's fault. It she was. told me to take one like exit off, but it was the wrong exit. And I was like, I don't know about that. She goes, yeah, take this exit. And so then we were like on the wrong freeway. So I had to like flip around, almost miss it again. <laughs> or we did miss it again. And I go, no, it's fine. Because that time was my fault. And she goes, why didn't you just take that exit? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God for small airports because I, it's taken me like the last three flights I've been on to get through a security check. I had to, it's taken me like 10 minutes tops. Thank the Lord. Because if it took any longer, I would have been late for my flight. <laughs> I loved it though. Cause I was like, well, at least we got there on time. And. Uh-huh. And you it made just it, added. Dodger security. You didn't it added to flight. the weekend. Yeah. We, uh, it was just like an added little bonus to our, our fuckery of the weekend. So. The fuckery. We had to end on a strong note. Yeah, well, then I was like, we were laughing so hard. And then it was like, oh, wait, I don't have time to be sad. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to be sad. So how's your week? You're blonder than I've ever seen you in my entire life. And it looks bomb AF. I think we got all of like the warm parts out, which was my goal uh, when I started going in the beginning of summer or end of spring. And it is just so light and blonde and I'm obsessed with it. I I'm was like, so jealous. I'm like, I you. hate that her hair looks like that because I want my hair to look like that. Yeah. I told her I like wanted like icy, icy blonde and icy. like- white yeah, girls I, want white I don't know the words <laughs> exactly and she fucking listened my girl at my hair salon she listened is it to me healthy it is healthy the ends are good, good. like because I didn't want to get it cut again because it's actually shorter than I'm used to having it right now you can't really tell because there's layers but like sometimes it's a good it's, length though it is yeah it's fine but I was just like please tell me I don't have to get more trimmed off please tell me please tell me and I always trust my hair ladies so if they like if they think it looks ratty and dead and I'll be like okay yeah we should take some off but yeah all is well so I'm just good, living though. my blondest best life living my best life and you're repping the bum today I see I love I it I am repping rustic bum the OG uh the OG crew neck but it's like a turtleneck crew neck it's I love that one sick. um so Good news. Well, I guess it's just like getting me in the spirit for winter because I got an email from the mountain to do a phone interview next Wednesday. So yay! Hopefully it pans do, out. What did what position did you apply for? Or, Remember, I'm doing the snack shack. Oh, the snack shack. I'm I was I was thinking of you as like a uh like a barista up there. Oh, that's precious. No, I actually applied for a bartending and then Do they um, have baristas up there? Because if they don't, then you need to hop on that. 
I don't think they have baristas. They have like other food service stuff. But like I applied to be a bartender and then um, my second choice was lift attendant. So hopefully one of those works out. But I feel like phone interviews are not my strong suit because like I do better when like someone can see that I'm like, yeah, like I can like, oh, I agree. Bounce off each other. They can see I'm like a normal person. They can see I'm like not just like some other weirdo. Well, I am a weirdo, but not a weirdo in the same way that other people are weirdos. And so I don't know. We're all a bunch of weirdos in this world. Yeah. Part of me was like, oh, I shouldn't even mention that I have a phone interview on the pod because then if I don't get it, it'll be even more embarrassing. But you know what? Fuck it. If they don't like you or they don't choose someone else, it's their fucking loss. Yeah. And this is- That'll be perfect for you though. It's being vulnerable, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Interviews suck though. It gives you the worst like anxiety of- ever I'm like I'm like so good with people and yeah. I love meeting people but for some reason interviews just mm-mm. I'd rather like you said be in person because yeah like on a zoom call or anything I'm like I talk so much with my hands and I just I'm like yeah they can see I'm like spirited in person or at least on zoom but uh um, yeah. it kind of interviews kind of remind me of like you know everyone's been in this position when you're like into a guy and you're like kind of competing for him with like another girl and you're just like this is why you should choose me and this is another reason why you should choose me and it just like makes <laughs> me sick though. to my stomach and I don't want to do that well anyways on a lighter note I, I have a an exciting on a lighter mile note, in my life on a lighter note I almost died as a baby <laughs> <laughs> I have an exciting life milestone. Might not be a milestone to everyone, but it is for me. Okay, do tell. I'm excited. What's up? I renewed my driver's license. Uh, So does everybody. Yeah, but not me. (laughs) What do you mean by renewed? Like, Well, it's been expired for 11 months. Okay. And I've been just toot tooting around on the world, like just driving around. (laughs) It was even worse because my tags were expired on my car for forever but I'm like you know it really shows that you you might look like you have it all together but your life's really in shambles my my driver's license and my ex my uh, registration expired in last December just got my new tags when you were here that is so mad that's like maddening to me because the second <laughs> like mine are expiring in December and I'm already stressed about it so I can't imagine going an extra 10 months <laughs> just the chaos of Monica and so I finally went in today and it was so easy and I found out that if you go 12 months without renewing your driver's license that you have to retake the driving test so you went 11 months yeah and I had no idea and they kept asking like oh has it been 11 or has it been a year and Drew goes oh yeah you have to retake the test if it goes a year and I was like, could you imagine me taking a driving test again? No, absolutely. So I in my passenger seat with the wind, like, you know, do you remember how weird it was? Like, too. You had, yeah, you had to like sit there and you couldn't talk. You had to have the radio off. It was so mm-hmm. awkward. You're sitting with a stranger in your car. Talk about anxiety. Fuck. It is the worst. I remember yeah. and they tell you to do stuff. Like, for example, my person, I will never forget because I should have failed my driving test for it, but they told me to change lanes when I was in the middle of the intersection. And I just like turned on my blinker and like looked over and changed lanes. And like fail <laughs> so technically you're not supposed to do that and that should be an automatic fail but I guess I kind of told you to do that so I'm gonna use that I'm gonna like place that one on me and I'm just like oh fuck okay sounds good and I pass it back. yeah well I don't know there's like a certain way that you're supposed to like look in your one mirror first I think it's like your rear view mirror first or your I don't know one mirror you're supposed to look oh, at oh 
yeah. And then the other one, and it's like a certain like way, which one you're supposed to look at first. And I remember that was what I got docked on because it was like, oh, you have to look at this mirror first before this mirror. And I'm like, I forgot about that. I think I got like a 70% when I was like 16. I'm like, <laughs> hey. I'm not failing this. C's get degrees, like, baby. C's do good degrees. And I got my driver's license. And so I finally today got a new one. And I'm finally, after four years of living in the desert state, I'm an Arizona resident, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> How's your picture? Is it cute? It's okay. I'm I mean it's whatever. Let me see. I, it. I felt like I uh don't have, oh actually I have it on my You took a picture? Because I was like, fuck yeah, it's been 12 months since I've had this thing. <laughs> I need to retake my picture really bad because I took my license photo when I was Oh, you're so cute. What are the odds that my alarm goes off right then? I was, I thought that was like background noise. Okay. Tell me why we look really similar in that. Like if I were to go like this, put it up I have again. a really round face. I just decided today. I think we look, my face we look like sisters. And I kind of have my chin up a little like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, like hey, it was up? what's happening? I got ready today. I was like, it feels like I just got ready for my school pictures. <laughs> Oh my God, nothing will ever compare. It I was remember... like a work from home day and I was like, I never do my hair and makeup on a work from home day. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, I remember school pictures. There was one year where I showed up and I was like, it was summer. You always take your photo like right before school starts. So it's like September or something like that. And it's hella hot. And I was just wearing like a tank and like a necklace and jeans, like whatever. And then I didn't, nobody told me that my hair fell like on top of my Oh no, my you straps. Look I looked butt ass naked in my photo, but my tits look great. And I was like, Hey, this little... I love that. And I was like, Speaking little... of that, I have this one shirt that I was wearing this last weekend, which I'll tell you about. We'd have a great weekend. Um, and it's this one shirt that I have, and it makes my tits just look phenomenal. You and I was like, the whole... Never get rid of that shirt. No, and I'm like, Drew, look at this. And it like makes me like look skinny, and my like tits look good. And I'm like, Oh, Drew, yeah. And I, I don't wear it all the time. Like if I wear it to like work, I have to like have a jacket on and then I wear this little like bandeau lacy thing like right. to cover it because it's got cleave, but mm, right. 10 out of 10, my Hell favorite yeah. shirt. Yeah. Never let that shirt go. You're going to want it for, for eternity. Um, so yes, this last weekend we had a little honeymoon birthday weekend. I wanted to ask you about that. So it was Drew's birthday. You guys were going to go to Vegas, but then you didn't. So you went, yeah. where did you go instead? So it's called Page Springs. It's like Cornville, which not a lot of people know Cornville. It's by like Cottonwood, Arizona. It's like, like it was two hours and like 20 minutes up north. It was the prettiest, like all of the leaves were still changing, which by the way, in Arizona, you don't see the leaves change here. Like it's just, right. it just doesn't feel like fall. So going up there, all the trees were changing and you had all the fall colors and the weather was perfect. It was like 60 degrees. So it was like chilly enough to wear a jacket. Mm -hmm. And we just, I mean, we had such a lovely weekend. We got on on Friday night, went to a little wine bar and ended up like making dinner reservations there the next night. Was it and just you we two? Just, yeah. And Love so that. we stayed at a little Airbnb and sweetest Airbnb that I've ever had. They hand wrote us out a letter, left us a bottle of wine and like chocolates, like local made chocolates and we like we're 15 minutes from Sedona so we went into Sedona for the morning and 
had breakfast, went and watched some sports at a bar, of course, because birthday course. boy wished. <laughs> Did you uh, then, check the Airbnb for all of the hidden cameras? Yeah, I kept telling Drew that. I was like, I don't know, man. There's probably around here. TikTok is No, that's illegal. Me. And I'm like, I understand that. But... Yeah, no shit. So is sex trafficking. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, and I also like, I'm pretty open and I'm very like fine with my naked body. Like I just get naked in front of people. Like... Yeah. Either you have a naked neighbor or you are the naked neighbor and you are that naked neighbor. I am the naked neighbor. Even like my roommate, like he's never seen me naked, but he said to like, Drew's always like, Anka's naked, hold on. And he's like, fucking naked. <laughs> like, well, sorry. Like, yeah. yeah. I have only one body. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Um, TikTok's but... gotten me terrified of Airbnbs, and I don't think I'm ever going to stay one in one again. I think I'm just going to stay in hotels from now on. Yeah, I get that. But hotels can be creepy, too. They're like double-sided mirrors that I didn't even know were a thing. But are no, that's Airbnb. more so in Airbnbs. May- yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just I don't like, know. fuck it what do you you've probably you see, i'm not the first one you've seen yeah i know right i i don't know about that i yeah that all freaks me out um to be honest but i did also saw another scary tiktok today and it was like have you ever heard about like scary things happening in the appalachian mountains i've heard of it apparently yes. it's like one of the most like, haunted scary places ever so i was scrolling where's the appalachian mountains that's a great question because i've heard of that and i'm like what Fill me in. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me look up where the Appalachian Mountains are for Appalachian. You would think it would be like the first thing that it's a mountain range in North America, first off. <laughs> the um, Appalachian's Mountains are an actual mountain. They're an actual mountain. Okay. Oh, there they are. They're along like the East Coast. Um yeah, but it's a very long mountain range over on the East Coast. But apparently in the Appalachians. Apparently apparently um they like a bunch of creepy shit happens and so like the tiktok i scrolled across it was like the security guard and it was like this really weird creepy like like bodies like kind of crawling towards something and it was in the middle of the night and he was like when i see something sketchy on my security footage but i remember i live in the appalachian so i just mind my business and he like shuts his laptop real quick and so of course i look into the comments and the comments were all like oh yeah like this is such a thing like everyone was like oh yeah don't acknowledge like first rule of the appalachians if you see it no you didn't uh if they if you hear your name don't listen like especially it was being called from like what the, in the actual fuck it was like and then i thought it was just gonna be like one person saying this but it was like thing after thing after thing after thing of like people being like oh yeah this was my experience this was my experience and it was all like people like this one girl like her cat died and she was staying at this place in the appalachian mountains and then she like looks out her front door and her dead cat is like meowing at her from the front yard and everyone was like yeah don't go to it don't go to it because like that's like a spirit like trying to like get you and like when you're because the cat was already dead and so it's like a spirit just being like oh I know it'll like lure this person outside and like into the woods as if I pretend to be her cat that she's absolutely fucking not I know I know it was the craziest thing and of course I was just like deep diving into the comments because I was intrigued but then I got too scared and I stopped but it was like it was what does it say it was like if you hear if you see something no you didn't if you hear your name being called don't listen like and don't talk about it too because the second that you acknowledge it is like when they start trying to like 
capture you or like something like that and so like you're not supposed to like even like acknowledge that it was a thing like don't you know like usually you would see something scary or something scary would happen you like call your friend and be like yeah so this weird thing just happened like you're not supposed to do that I don't know dude I just know I never want to go there ever 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 <laughs> so the Appalachian Mountains it's something we gotta like look into here God, it's yeah. gonna be my whole night of TikTok I'm so fucking yeah. excited oh, oh my god I'm scared research it. I know it seems really <laughs> scary it seems like terrifying actually and I just wonder because like I'm kind of like no an- fucking way I'm kind of like an outdoorsy-ish gal and so I wonder if like I would have gone there just not knowing if something weird would have happened and I just would have had no idea. Yeah that's oh god but yeah it would be kind of cooler to have no idea. Kind of but then what if you like hear your name being called in the woods and you're like huh something's calling my name like is that my buddy like is that my but now you're going there expecting it you know so maybe it's not gonna happen. You just know I don't want to be there. (laughs) Speaking of tiktoks just a funny story that happened to me the other day Mm -hmm. i was like standing in the kitchen and i always send tiktoks out to everyone you know like normal people do yeah and i was like i like standing in there and drew sitting on the couch and i was like hey i was like drew do you even watch the tiktoks that i send you and it was "Uh like whatever and i'm like no you don't i'm like I don't just send them to you for shits and gigs. Like I send them to you because they're relevant. Yes. And so he gets on. (laughs) The last two TikToks that I sent him, he goes, oh, this cat making a heart with its hands. I'm like, yeah, it's cute. (laughs) Next one he goes, he goes, a kid with a sheep head. And it was a whole story. I'm just like, little kid that was like born as like a half sheep and these parents took it in and it was like um I I don't think that's real no and I'm like because I'm like they're relevant like you have to watch them in the first two videos it's like a cat literally going (laughs) (laughs) I have to find the sheep head to show you but it was so funny because I send him all these videos and I think they're so funny I sent these to you because they have meaning and he's like okay let me go on literally like like, first two (laughs) and he's like really this is this is what you're sending me? No, I think that the five lo- love language. But sends chills down the spine. The couple raised a strange child. She has the head of a sheep and the body of a man and can walk upright, but also likes to eat grass on her back. The couple is ordered to teach her to be human every day to guide her to learn the habits of human life. Teach Get this out of my fucking face. <laughs> it's like a freaking five minute episode. I watched the whole thing and I was like, oh, you're with like this. Drew's <laughs> like, this is what you're sending me? And he watched the whole thing, but it was so funny because it was like, what the fuck are you sending me? That book about the love languages is going to be rewritten and they're going to include like sending and receiving TikToks because it is a love language for sure. I just thought it was so funny because I started laughing because I'm just like cooking dinner and I'm like all mad at him because he doesn't watch my TikToks that I send him. And they're just the stupidest TikToks you could have ever imagined. Not shits and gigs, huh? (laughs) I was like, oh, this is fuck. business. This is compatibility. <laughs> oh gosh, it was funny. But no, oh, that's genius. I always um well there was that one time where I was sending you TikToks and then you sent me back the same TikTok that I had sent you before, but you clearly just didn't look at the ones I sent you. And that's happened to me more than twice. Yeah. More than three times. <laughs> I just my friend Tatum and I send a lot back and forth and same thing happens or like she'll send it to me 
and I haven't even opened it yet because I've just been scrolling and I'll go and I'll had I had sent it to her because I watched it and I go through and realize that she sent it to me but there's been I forget who I'm like watching who sent it to me right and so I'll be watching it and then I'm like oh this makes me think of Nicole and then I'm like no wonder it makes me think of Nicole because Nicole sent it to me yeah exactly <laughs> I love that there's like certain things that you send to certain friends too because you just like know that's their sense of humor I feel like exactly. that is a really endearing like friendship or like tier of friendship where you're like okay I know this person's gonna like this TikTok you and you talk the next TikTok. one yeah and you're like okay so this person's gonna like this one um yeah they're it's great I love it I love receiving TikToks too because I mean honestly sometimes I don't watch them all but on it but most of the time I do not gonna lie like the people that do send me TikToks I'll watch all of them and like I I stopped like hearting all of the ones that I thought were funny though because that gets annoying when you like you always have notifications on TikToks and it's because like someone liked the TikTok they sent you you know or you sent them oh yeah 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 yep because then you're like oh did they send me something yeah you always think that someone sent you something and then it's just like a lingering notification so I stopped doing that unless I think it's really fucking funny yeah I get that I uh I'm like with the other night I was on Instagram watching Instagram reels because I get sucked into those two (laughs) and I was just shooting them off to everybody yeah and I was just having so much fun and I was just like gosh but someone said to me they're like I never watch Instagram reels but from I always get them from Annika (laughs) I don't watch Instagram reels either it's because they're just like they're hand-me-down TikToks yeah I guess that's true but sometimes they're reels but yeah yeah I I get that because you could watch them on but sometimes I feel like my algorithm 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 okay boomer algorithm (laughs) algorithm is that a real word (laughs) so that and sometimes it's better on on i was gonna say fucking facebook facebook videos are a whole nother ball game yeah no that is an unknown land to me i will never go there that's like that's like going to the ghetto <laughs> it's like whatever ghetto of like the town that you live in going to facebook videos yes ghetto. those are like the dodo videos and you're just like <laughs> sometimes i just have to scroll past that shit i'm like fuck that dodo video i'm going to be crying <laughs> like you know what i'm talking about um i think they're all the dogs like... they're like the or like animal videos and like it's always about how some almost dead dog was found on the side of the road but now he lives a happy life but i'm like i can't watch the dead part like i can't <laughs> watch this dog almost die on the side of the road because then i start to hate humans yeah well they all i don't know i don't know i'm just anti-facebook videos i guess but anyway <laughs> you're like i don't can't relate don't watch <laughs> yeah I, I just don't really go on facebook anymore either um but but anyways so another funny thing that i had to say because we were talking about being in yeah up in, baby up north these are just i was firing off stuff into our notes so it's just i love um, it so with drew and i going out obviously drew and i are two different people like we're uh-huh. our personalities our social batteries our social everything is just different like me I will talk to anyone and everyone and just want to be everybody's friends. I'm standing in line by myself. I'm going to be talking to the person next to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny with like me being with Drew because Drew just is a mute man. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I want to go talk to that person. And he's like, honey, no, don't. And I'm like, 
I just want to go talk to him. He's probably and like, if like, you go talk to him, I'm going to get sucked into the conversation. I don't want to talk to anybody. He's like, the, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just, <laughs> and then I'll send up, like, end up talking for him because that's just me. Cause I could talk enough for three people. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there talking to these old ladies and like in line to get us wine. Cause I went in to go to the bathroom. I was like, oh, I'll just get us a glass of wine while I'm in here. Mm-hmm. I ended up just like becoming best friends with these two older ladies. Of like they were like, you did. they were like grandmas and they were behind me. And I go, I'm sorry, I wasn't eavesdropping, which I obviously was. Obviously. Do you know the area? Like, tell me about around here, like, wineries. I'm like, what are your some of your favorite wineries? End up just, like, talking to these girls, and they were from the valley, and they were telling me about where they're from, and they were asking <laughs> me where I'm from. Literally, and I'm, like, walking out, and I'm like, literally, I was like, oh, you guys can come drink wine with us. And I'm like, oh, we're actually leaving. And I was like, oh, Drew, sorry, I almost brought two people. <laughs> and he's like, honey, why do you do that? Can you imagine how disappointed you would be if you walked back to the table with these two grandmothers and you're like, these are our new friends. They're going to join us for the rest of the evening. <laughs> it's so true, though. That's Ugh. his nightmare. That's my nightmare. Ugh, but yeah, we drank a ton of wine, talked to a ton of strangers, met more people in line because I was like, Love oh, that. my gosh, in line and the charcuterie board was like sixty five dollars. That's nice that expensive char- charcuterie. It was just meat and cheese too. It wasn't even like the full charcuterie board. And I was like, because we wanted to get like a little snack before dinner because we were hungry and we've been wine tasting all day. And I was like, oh, let's get a charcuterie board. I was like sixty five dollars. I was like, absolutely fucking not. I'd rather starve. <laughs> yeah. And end up talking to these people behind us. I was like, did you see the price on that charcuterie board? <laughs> She's like, wow, that is expensive. It must be but- cheeses out of God's ass crack, you know. Yeah, and then we had dinner at this cute little place, and I ordered a steak, and I was really excited about this place because we had met the bartender, and so, I mean, you asked me what my favorite meal is. It's like a good red wine and a, a steak. Sorry, my veggies. Really? But I know. Okay. <laughs> You're like, can't relate, okay. but I order it, and this is even going to gross you out more because I- Perfect. I order my steak like medium rare, and I get I get the steak. It is like- I said that I felt like I could see the intestines in it. It was so undercooked. And, like, I have the anxiety of, like, I don't like to, like, tell people, like, my food isn't good. You know, like, when yeah. they come back, is everything okay? Oh, I'm just, like. For all of you the f- master chef watchers out there, <sighs> Gordon Ramsay would have been pissed. He would have been, like, raw. This steak is raw. Anyways, go on. Exactly. Well, I was, like, literally talking to Drew, and I was, like, we were both looking at it. I was like, this is like kind of grossing me out. Like I can eat a pretty like medium rare, rare steak sometimes, but mm-hmm. this was like not an okay thing. Ew. And so I was you like, send it back? I, that's a well, good reason I, to send something back. I started like eating the outside because the outside was like cooked more. And then he like came up and he goes, is everything okay? Like, how is everything come out? I was like, good. Yeah. And then Drew's like, oh, can I get some like Parmesan cheese? And he goes, yeah. And immediately he walks away. Drew goes, I asked for Parmesan cheese because when he comes back, you need to ask for that to get the back on. I'm so happy Drew did that because I, I was going to get so pissed if you didn't say anything. It's different <laughs> to be like, mm, I wanted this a little more salty or something like yeah. that. But if something's oh, not cooked all the way, like that's a different like, fucking story. And he comes back and this is like the worst part because I go, he comes back and with the cheese and I go, okay I lied I said I would never do this and I hate when people do this I said this steak is a little undercooked and he's like I know I looked at it and I asked you if everything was okay and you said yeah but I looked at it thinking that was undercooked (laughs) I was like 
yeah, but I panicked and I'm not good at this and I don't really tell people when it's bad. He's like, let me go throw that back on for you. So we took it back in and they cooked it more perfectly and it was delicious after that. But it was like literally, it's like Dude. you like black out when they come and ask you and you're like, yes. I hate this. And you're like, everything's fine. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the fact that Drew asked for Parmesan, even though he probably didn't even want Parmesan. But he's like, no, this guy is going to leave and I'm going to give Annika a pep talk and I'm just <laughs> going to tell this guy <laughs> he needs it more cooked. Oh, he immediately like was... He walked away and he goes, I asked for that. So you could ask for that to be cooked more. He's like, I could tell you're not happy. I'm like, yeah, no. Because I'm like, I'm not that picky with the food. Yeah. But I'm like, that was like, if, if it was overcooked, it wouldn't have been a problem. I'd be yeah. like, whatever, I'd still eat it. Yeah. But like undercooked, I was like, it was starting to gross me out. I was like, I think this is not okay. So. Yeah. Well, good on you, mate. Did you, do you feel like you can do it again now that you did it once? maybe I'll, I'll, I'll circle back around next time because normally my food's not bad and I'm not picky let's but circle back to I it. think so I think if it was undercooked now because it's so easy to throw the steak back on and cook it a little bit longer and that's what mm-hmm. he's, he goes it's super easy like is that again like then, health code though having it undercooked no to like have it on your plate and then you're like eating it and then you put it back on the grill or whatever you're cooking it oh on. i'm sure it probably is but they were gonna waste a brand new steak on me Fuck <laughs> i know but he was like and then the, the chef kept walking by and like saw my steak and like walked by didn't say anything then the chef kept walking by knew that my steak went back and like to me like if i was a chef i would have been like came up to me and like oh my god i'm so sorry is it better now yeah and he came by looked at my steak and then just like kept walking i'm like oh, consume me damn it he was having a bad day we're just gonna let it slide yeah. but other than that this place was great it was right on a little creek and then yeah we've learned how to play it chess seems so cute you learned yeah. how to play chess shut the fuck up yeah we had this like old-fashioned like our airbnb had like an upstairs and a downstairs and like the upstairs is kind of where we like hung out at nighttime because they mm-hmm. had games they had the tv up there they had this like wooden chess set and it was like Fun. and so I think that would be like my favorite airbnb is if they had like a big game room not a game room like 50 shades of gray but like game room <laughs> like literal games and just like all these games i normally wouldn't buy or play but i'm just like well if they're here you know might as well mm-hmm. just walk around and find out yeah they had like scrapple and then chess we kind of made our own games because we were like typically back around like anywhere from like six to eight we mm-hmm. were at home and like we would turn the tv on. we like it was a pull-out couch we'd just pull it out and kind of just like hang out lay down and played games in the bed and then would play chess and then when we were ready to go to bed go downstairs so it was kind of nice having it like separate. yeah yeah but no i would definitely go back to this airbnb and they said that they were building a hot tub so i was like well, we will be back <laughs> Oh, yeah i love that that is one thing i mean like the more i i'm on this journey called life the more i'm just like i need a pool i need a hot tub i just need them it's like non-negotiable at this point although i am negotiating right now because i'm too broke to get in a place with them but <laughs> when it comes down to it I'm in like a few years yeah i'm like like i guess what i mean is like the next place that i get like it has to have one or the other if not both annika's choking <laughs> sorry well, I went down the wrong I'm concerned. hole. I'm about to call Drew and be like, hey, <laughs> come do the Heimlich. Luckily, that mute button is so easy. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, no, I know now that you're coming to Arizona, 
and see that every house you go to has a pool (laughs) it is a dream um i know i would live in arizona but that's a conversation for another day yeah come on down anytime oh shucks stop it you can live with us thank you bedroom yeah you do have an extra bedroom um my plants would do so well there because the sunshine would just be forever shining and all my plants would be like what's winter and they just grow year-round yep it just keeps it cool like 70 degrees inside and then they get the sun all the time and oh yeah love it oh yeah i love that is it so in arizona in the winter so like let's just say like november through february it does it still get up to 80 no we're actually dropping right now and like today it kind of sprinkled all day today which kind of was i hated it because like when you're driving on the freeway which i did a lot of driving today Mm -hmm. and it's just you know when you're driving on the freeway and it's sprinkling and it's just like way more intense Mm -hmm. and so but it's sprinkled day today so it's it's like now high of like i'd say uh, it's still getting up to like 80 right now but yeah that's high and it's gonna drop soon yeah to like 70s it gets pretty cold though the mornings right now are like 50s so they're chilly like there's some mornings in the winter i have to defrost my car like and it's not even like just put the windshield wipers on it's like fully (laughs) defrost yeah yeah that's pretty wild i haven't had to defrost my windows in eugene oregon yet but that's because it's so rainy that it's not cold enough to get frost yeah i haven't had to yet but um right on right on i'm trying to find like the best place in the united states to live my the rest of my life where i i just love waking up and it being like sunny like upper 50s to lower 60s in the morning and then it like gets up to like 80s and i think the only place that's like that year round is fucking hawaii so i just have to move that would be to hawaii I would support that because I could come visit. Yeah, like, right. You'd be so far away. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of my friends would come out of the woodworks and I just get visits like every weekend. I was like, where have you guys been for the past 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured like little gremlins coming out of the woods. Like, yeah, Nicole? exactly. They're like, oh, they're going to they're gonna be the Appalachian so Mountains. Yeah. Like, Nicole, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> they're the same people that were crawling on that video, that security camera video. Um. <laughs> Yeah, or we could move to northern Arizona. Yeah, That's but like it your still vibe. gets kind of cold there in the no. winter. No? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, northern Arizona it is. Just kidding. I'll it's, have I mean, to. It's uh... better than – it doesn't rain as much. It's a little chillier. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, I guess they do get a little bit of snow up there, but it's, like, the vibe of, like, bend. I'll have to call my real estate agent. <laughs> Yeah. I can hook you up with a couple of those. Speaking of officer. Who wants to be my real estate agent? I know. I got a text last night that was like, hey, Annika, following up, which I've never heard from this person. So I'm like, what the fuck are you following up on? Yeah. Um, What? From, you know, this realty group. And if there was a, like, a home in Oregon that came available, would you want to buy it or something like that? Like, good price. People are buying on the daily. And I'm just like, hey, I appreciate the text, but I live in Arizona and I have for the last four years and I will not be moving back to Oregon. Yeah. Um, but I said, but if you ever need a loan officer, I said, my boyfriend's a loan officer. His name is Drew. He's very experienced. Here's his phone number if you ever want to work with somebody. Thanks no so much. Have a good night. 
no he said oh thanks oh will do thanks sonica have a good night and then i like sent it to drew and I said, i'm always marketing for you <laughs> this guy was probably like i will never use this guy but he i was like, like hey, the doesn't... fuck of course i have my own people that's <laughs> he hilarious. literally was like, he probably has a loan officer but that's hilarious that like the salesperson you just flip the script on them and you're like i'm gonna salesman <laughs> you bitch you <laughs> literally that's my life i'm always doing that with drew if i meet any like real estate agent i'm like oh do you use a loan officer i'm like drew you should be start paying me because i'm like putting your name out there you know how much i talk to people incredible <laughs> incredible i love it um okay so i think we are ready to head into the book of the week <laughs> are you okay the book of the week <laughs> The book of the week. It is time Please, for the time. book. So the kid dies over here. Yeah, she's dying of anticipation. Is what she's dying of because this book of the week is in- incredible. Was that good French? Anyways, this book of the week <laughs> is incredible. It is called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, and it speaks to my motherfucking soul because everything ooh. that she was saying, I was just like, ooh, this is me. Ooh, this is me. Ooh, this is me. So, um, buckle up, bitches. Okay, so anyways, on to what I have here for us to learn, Lizzie Learn, for Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. So, this book is so relevant to my daily struggles, and I had not realized that what I was experiencing was so common until I read this book. This book speaks on what we experience in the ways of shame, worthiness, being vulnerable, and never feeling like we're good enough. The book speaks out to those of us who experience shame-based fears of being ordinary or fear of never being great enough to be noticed. Our shame tells us an ordinary life isn't a worthy one, and it certainly doesn't help that we're being fed info daily, that our worth is based on how many likes we get or how many followers we have. We... What we need to do is wake up every morning and engage in wholehearted living. We need to start out our days from a place of worthiness and wake up each morning reminding ourselves that no matter how much we accomplish in the day, we are enough. True. True. So the scarcity mindset tells us that we're never blank enough. We're never successful enough, skinny, attractive, funny, smart. Okay, that's where the heart of our jealousy of other people's lives originates and why we are always comparing ourselves to people on social media. We as humans in this culture spend a crazy amount of time thinking about how much more we want in life and are hardly ever content with our current lives. This is no shocker, and I think our generation has all experienced this to an extreme since the era of influencers became a thing. Uh, Moving on to connection. Connection has been a common theme throughout our books of the week, and it is so important because without it, we suffer. The slight twist with this week, though, is that to have meaningful connection, Brene Brown has done like extensive research onto uh, vulnerability, and she says that we must be vulnerable to form meaningful human connection. Hmm. Yeah. Vulnerability gets a bad rap for being the equivalent to being weak, but it's not weakness. It is opening yourself up to exposure or weakness, which actually takes a lot of strength. Weakness is being too much of a pussy to open yourself up to that exposure at all and hiding in your little hole of safety and comfort. Refusing to be vulnerable is setting yourself up for failure because one, we need it to have meaningful relationships with others. And two, when we try to avoid vulnerability we often engage in behaviors that are inconsistent with who we want to be you need to surround yourself with people who will allow you to be vulnerable without judgment Mm -hmm. but instead who will encourage you to be this way 
Now I we love jump. That. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've tried really hard to find my little my little circle of encouraging but honest people and it's made yeah. such a big difference. You have to have it. Then yeah. You're just like a fake friend and you're just not like what is it, you know? Yeah. You need the balance of surface one, level like, and yeah. You need the balance of being encouraging but also honest <laughs> for sure. My cats um, are doing World War Seven over here. Nemo just pulled <laughs> and punched Otis in the face. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> They're at it. Everyone's out to sabotage our book of the week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, so now we jump into shame, which I had no idea until reading this I've been battling with for forever now. Shame is a feeling similar to guilt, but the main difference is that shame means I am bad. Guilt means I did something bad. Shame for me is getting done with the day and feeling like I should have been way more productive or minimizing my self-worth because I didn't accomplish anything or I posted something on social media that I thought was going to be awesome and I didn't receive my expected feedback on it. When it comes to creative work, we have over time accidentally started to associate our worthiness on whether or not people like the product we put out into the world instead of putting our projects out because we're proud of them. In turn, we get deterred from sharing things we create, and if we do, it's probably pretty morphed into something else based on what we think others will like. When we put our work out there, we will try and fail and try and fail again. But we absolutely cannot equate failing to being unworthy because if we do, we'll never get up and try again. The cool thing about shame is that the more you speak about it, the more it shrinks. And so when you're experiencing shame, you first have to recognize it using self-awareness, which we have talked about like 10 times now. So you can figure out what triggered the shame. Second, use that awareness to do a reality check and decide what's driving your shame. Is it realistic or is it just something going on in your head? Third, reach out to a trusted someone or someone's and own and share your story. Lastly, talk about it openly and shamelessly. Um, shame thrives when we opt for secret keeping and not talking to others about what's going on. That's when it eats away at us. Yeah, true that. Yas. I know. I actually experienced that today. I was going through like a shame spiral in my head and I reached out to my friend April and I was just like, hey, I'm like having like a dilemma with these two things and like she literally just talked me through it and I was in the best mood after it was like night and day um so you know just practicing what I'm preaching over here I love that no honestly that's and just hearing other perspectives on it it's just like so big because you're like if you hear that other perspective or something that's upsetting you and you're just like oh this is you know whatever and you just talk about it and then you see see someone else like oh it could be this way or oh I see it this way and you're like you know what you're kind of Right. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe I'm being a little too hard on myself. Yeah. Me always. Yeah. Um, we wear what Brene Brown calls a vulnerability armor, and we've been wearing it for years since we were wee little lads. The only difference is we've become much better at disguising and hiding it. The way we get rid of this armor is to truly believe that we are enough. When things are going good in life, stop thinking that something terrible is looming around the corner. You're gonna summon it if if you keep thinking that way. Practice gratitude and honor what you have because doing so, you also honor what you've lost. Be self-compassionate and talk to yourself the way that you would talk to others. Be warm and understanding towards yourself when you feel inadequate. It's very important to practice mindfulness because we can't ignore our pain, pushing it back to the pushing it to the back of our minds and feel compassion for it at the same time. You have to find the balance between being aware of your feelings, but not over-identifying with them. Then you can find self-compassion for yourself. Um, to wrap it up, 
Brene Brown also goes into like great detail about shame in the workplace and leadership roles in schools as mothers and as men. She also talks about escaping isolation and powerlessness through addiction and numbing ourselves, not just numbing ourselves in the stereotypical ways of drugs and alcohol, but also with like booking our days so full that the truth of our lives can't catch up with us. Um, or, you know, whatever you do, like people use running. I've seen a lot of people that use running as like, which I mean, there are worse things, but still you're finding a way to numb yourself and like, you're just going to keep pushing the, the shame back farther and farther. Um, she speaks on perfectionism and how it's a defense move. So if we do things perfectly, we can avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. There are so many elements to this that she touches on in the book. And if this resonates with you, I 10 out of 10 recommend giving it a read because it was really helpful for me to see the other light. I like that. I like that book of the week. What yeah. was it called again? It was called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown she has a round yeah i'm sure she's gonna come up again in future weeks because she has so many books out there that are just like i don't know she does she does a lot for the mental health community we love the mental health community cheers to that cheers to that clink clink we haven't done a clink in a while (laughs) i know okay and just like that we're We're at the end let's do that Well, everybody, thank you for coming to this week and listening to the book of the week. And we'll see you all next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.